Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 230, and it's titled, The Reasons Men Have Difficulty Committing and How to Change It with Andre Paradis. So... <laughs> This, I, I do wish that Celine was here uh, to have this conversation because if you've listened to the show, you've heard her say numerous times that she's the woman that got the man who said he would never get married to get married. <laughs> so she had some unique insight into this particular topic. Nice. Um, but I do know what she had told me about it uh, over the years, and uh, I have my own personal experience for why I did change my mind. So we'll get into that along with our guest today. But before we do that, a quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed? Then check out Power and Mastery. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections last longer or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. As you know, that is the men's sexual mastery courses that Selena and I created. Um, there's no time like the beginning of the year to finally fix those problems that you've wanted to fix for so long but haven't gotten around to. So check out powerandmastery.com. Okay, so let's introduce Andre. Andre's mission in life is to teach and empower people. Andre is a certified life coach, entrepreneur, business owner, and artist who is now focusing his professional energy on teaching singles and couples how to create and maintain successful relationships. He is committed to this mission. Married for over two decades and proud parent of two teens, Andre's expertise spans not only over his knowledge studies, research, and expertise as a coach, teacher, educator, mentor, and public speaker, but also over his actual life's experience in dating, love, parenting, and business. Whew, that's a lot of experience. Welcome <laughs> back to the show, Andre. Thank you, Kevin. It's always funny to hear somebody introduce you and like, wow, who's that guy? Wait, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always always a little interesting, right? Listening to somebody else talk about you. Very interesting. So, Andre, we had you on the show once before, and, mm -hmm. and we titled that show something along the lines of Men and Women Are Not Created Equal. And <laughs> it was a yeah. great conversation. I expected a lot more negative feedback from people on that, but honestly, we didn't get any negative feedback. Um, so that, that really tells me that the message resonates with people mm -hmm. uh, more so than society or the media would have us believe. Yeah, I, I experienced that a lot, actually. You know, like it's so it's so anti-cultural and you know, counter-cultural, really, at some, some levels, but somehow it resonates. Even when I speak to feminists, you know, who kind of like think I want to push everything back to the 50s, which is ridiculous. That's not at all what I'm doing. That's not what I'm up to. I'm not misogynistic. I, you know, it's none of that. They, they just try to throw that label on me and conversation. And then, you know, just what I teach is nature and science, you know, with chemistries of our bodies and how, right, you know, all the reasons why we react and, you know, operate and differently as when men and women, we are physiological, physiologically. Hello, say that word for me. <laughs> Physiologically. 
Thank you. The French got in my way all of a sudden. <laughs> we're very different, but we, you know, and the idea that we're not is really what's keeping us really confused and apart and kind of fighting. So, I could, you know, when I, you, what I'm teaching is nature and science and chemistry and kind of taps back into your bodies and our brain, the chemistry of our brain and how it makes, it makes us operate this way and that way in opposition. In opposition, in complete opposition, but that's the point because that makes us complementary that we need, we, you know, so even if even a hardcore feminist who just want to just push me down, they just you know they stop talking and they go, huh, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. I'm like, there you go. Let's do some of that. Well, hopefully we'll have some more of that today, where we get people to stop and think about, huh, never thought about it that way. So what we're really going to be talking about today is this sort of age old stereotype of men have a fear of commitment. So we're going to talk about it. Is that really true? And if so, why is it true? And then how could we possibly shift that? And I think probably the best place to start with that is talking about how women set the tone for our relationships. And I think that's a, a huge piece that a lot of people don't quite get. So, you know, we've heard happy wife, happy life, you know, right. that, that sort of thing. But I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about how is it that women set the tone and what does that really mean for a relationship? Well, I think part of this, we're not, I don't know if we're completely aware. You tell me how you experience this, but what I, what I see is that we kind of, we men are so plugged into the, their, their loved one, right? Like the woman in your life, whether you're just a girlfriend or, or married, we're just so plugged into them energetically. <clears throat> you know, if my wife isn't well, I could walk in the house and she's she, she's off. I could tell as soon as I walk in the house. The energy in the house has shifted. You know this, right? So oh, yeah. obviously our energy affects them as well, but we're more because we're sort of, you know, headier, Right, we don't run our lives through our feelings. They run their lives through their feelings, so they tend to have more feelings and more up and ups and downs naturally. That's just nature. I'm not being sexist. That's just women. They run their lives through their feelings. So everything that happens, everything they see, smell, hear, taste, touch, you know, moment to moment, makes them feel one way or the other. So my wife can be in a great mood. Her mother calls. Now she's mad. <laughs> now my mother-in-law just polluted our day. Right. So, but like things happen, and all of a sudden somebody's calls and you know tells announces something oh now she's happy again and also now she's upset and now the kids will say something and so what happened is because women are more emotional just the way they are that's then we're not you know the, the way we plug into them is literally like depending how she feels is how i respond <laughs> like do i want to get near her do i want to get away from her so, so we just do this instinctively right so that's sort of the driver in the dance of the relationship where we're kind of at if you know that's how the that's how i say well, the question you just asked is how how is it that you know women are kind of the guide or the how'd you put it? Um, uh, basically, they set the tone for the set relationship. the tone. That's how they set the tone. We kind of like you know kind of affected by what they go through and try to neutralize or balance or equalize you know equal bring back the equilibrium if you want. Yeah, and I like the way that you had said it. In part of what you said was basically as men, we're, we're deciding how to respond based on the way that they are in that moment, right? Yeah. And, and that moment is often changing. So, you know, since we're talking about committing in yeah. a relationship and how women set the tone, I'll give you a perfect example from my own dating mm. life. 
I was dating uh, this woman years ago, and it, you know the relationship started out amazingly. Uh, we had a lot in common, and it was going really well. And then we we hit this kind of rough patch where uh, there were some things in the relationship not working so well. But then we got over that, and then things got better. And then we hit another rough patch, and then we got mm-hmm. over it, and then we hit. <laughs> and so we had this roller coaster up and down. Yep. And so one one day she says to me. We had been dating for a couple of years, dealing with that. One day she says to me, if we're not married by X amount of time, then I'm out of here, right? She gives the ultimatum. Oh, lovely. That, not that work for you. <laughs> not well at all. But <laughs> right. that's another conversation. But what I, yes. what I said to her was, I can't even think about marrying you until we can stabilize out this relationship. There I you can't go. go through the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs. And so for the rest of my life, that's right. what it feels. This is how men see it. This is who she is. This, if I commit to this, this is going to be my life for the rest of my life. No. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, you know, as, as relationship coaches, we know all too well that you don't date or, and or marry somebody for their potential, right? So right. how things are in that moment is how they're likely to stay. It doesn't mean you can't shift it, but you have to assume that's the way it's going to be. So in that situation, yeah, I was thinking exactly what you just said. There's mm-hmm. no way I am dealing with this for the rest of my life. Absolutely uh-huh. not. But it's a perfect example of how she set the tone for that. Yep. And what's interesting is, is she had a goal that she wanted, which was to be married, but her yep. actions were not taking her in the direction of that goal. But they don't know they're doing that, by the way, that, right? They don't really know they're doing that. So to, to a woman, the, the commitment is the ultimate safety. I think about for one second, when a man says to a woman, be my wife, right? He announces to the world, to his friends, to his entire, like he's making a, a public commitment, right? To lay down his his single lifehood, right? Like to, to basically, you know, become responsible for us as a couple and provide and protect for her for the rest of his life. He announces that public publicly, you know, like I am yours. I choose you to provide the care, to love, to cherish forever. So the feminine is like, ah, ah, right. It's the ultimate safety. Like, like, because women, we don't know this as well either as men, that women are, have a, an awareness of not being or not being safe in the world at all times. They're smaller and weaker physically, you know, and that awareness that we don't have because we don't think that way. We're not small and weaker. We're actually the big ones. Right? Men don't run to the cars in a dark at night. Do you know what I mean? We're not afraid of parking lots, elevators, staircases. We're not. Women are constantly afraid of these things. So they have an awareness of the safety all the time. The ultimate safety some big strapping dude says, be my girl, I'll take care of you forever. I mean, that's the goal. So yeah, safety they, they, is they, a huge piece. It's huge, right? And it's layer of safety. There's emotional safety, there's physical safety, financial, and, you know, even uh, spiritual safety. You know, so women are all about safety. We don't know this. We don't feel, you know, we don't have ever a feeling of feeling unsafe. So if you understand that that's their drive, they, alter, they want to get to the ultimate safety, which is, you know, marry me. Yeah, you know, we did an entire, Selena and I did an entire episode on safety and all the different ways that it shows up for women, and her perspective on that was really great. So if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, go back and listen to it. But this also takes us to the second question, which is how women go about getting men to commit and how they often go about it the wrong way. So I'm wondering if you can describe 
how is it that women often go about trying to get men to commit and where do they go wrong? <laughs> well, again, if you understand that the drive is much bigger than what's the word? Like it's, it's, a, it's, it's almost like a, uh, it's, it's a survival drive. They need to, you know, they want the commitment to feel safe. Like their survival is depending on it, you know, on some cave woman level. It's, it's, you know, it's an anthropology at its best. A woman alone in the world back in the days is, is their own bare food. You know what I mean? So women had to attach to bigger and stronger men to, for safety. And then if the men aren't around when they went hunting, they would gather together. So women have the sense of community and womanness together. Like this is all safety related, you know, stuff from literally and anthropology from cavemen, cavewoman era. This is where the, all the wiring came from. The instinct that we still have that today. We think we're better nowadays. We think we're educated and involved and, you know, civilized, and we are. But th these are all apps on top of the default system survival, 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 survival. It never stops. So, in that, women have this sort of like, I'm going to say it, it's not sexy, but kind of a neurotic, neurotic need to feel safe and to bond with somebody to protect them. And, and often that. <laughs> Along with this, the instinct to procreate and make babies, right? Women create life, and a lot of them naturally want to create life, right? So there's a there's a biological clock that goes along with that. So in the in the urge of closing the deal, often women put pressure on men, which is the last thing that men need to actually push in and. Come in because you put pressure on me, you're trying to manipulate me, you're trying to guilt me into it, you try to calm me into it, you put up a front trying to pretend you're something you're not. We get all that instantly, right? We're super smart. Men are very intuitive. Women don't women don't know this or think tend not to know this. Men are super intuitive. They know bullshit when they see bullshit. Like we know we very intuitive. Women are more women are we're more and more instinctual. They they feel this is right, this is wrong. We know this is right, this is wrong. So in that, the more a woman tend to feel, be, again, a little bit neurotic about needing to feel safe and trying to manipulate that because the clock's ticking. And, you know, after, after it starts after three months, by the way, three months into the relationship, she's thinking, where's this going? Oh, and often yeah. they'll say this, where's this going? You know, you if, know, if Celine were here, she'd tell you it was even a lot sooner than three months. You know, she would say that, that you know, when a woman meets you and decides that you're worthy to, to go out with and spend time with, she's already thinking about what the future would look like, what, what color eyes your kids would have, you know, all those little things. And she'll say, she would tell you that it's not even always rational that they do that, but yet they do that. You no, know, it's not. It's Again, it's, it's that kind of like future because what happens is this like a man will be in a relationship like you just described for two years of the woman and say it didn't work out do you know what i mean like it, it didn't work out it was i could not get in groove with this you know um putting putting what do you call it um non-expectations but like uh, um uh, an ultimatum, ultimatum. ultimatum. it's yep. never going to work ladies just let that go that's like you know you can't force a man to do anything and if you decide you're going to force him he walks the other way it's just it's, it's going to be a no right so but so a man will think a two-year relationship you know he looked into it you know he got into see like see basically where where the waves are and if he realizes this is going to be the rest of his life you're a no but a woman after a two-year relationship will think she just wasted two years of her life. <laughs> that, she does. Yeah, like yeah. like a, her two years of her biological clock went down the toilet and she's pissed. Yeah. So that's interesting. So 
so the question was, where do women go wrong? And you, you gave a bunch of examples, and I just kind of want to come back to a couple of yep. them. The first one is that sense of pressure, right? And so you're talking about, you know, biological clock and, yep. and that kind of stuff. And so that feeling of running out of time often, one. often yep. tends to get women to start to push harder and faster. And as you rightly said, men will feel that immediately and their immediate reaction is push back. Yep. Push back. Yep. You can't make me do anything. That's actually, you know, disrespectful to my own manhood. You know, I want to lead. I decide my life, my choice. I am checking you out to see how we're going to go long term. That's why we date women for a year or two to find out, to go through all the phases of life or how she handles stress or, or you know, or whatever comes at light with life. Do you know what I mean? You want to see how she handles it. If she really is somebody who's, you know, you could groove with and that she's managing pretty good and we communicate pretty good and we can manage our problems well. Do you know what I mean? She's like, whatever, whatever that all that is. Um, but that's why we get in a dance for a couple of years. But if it doesn't work out, the so, problem is, let's go ahead. I was just going to say that, that the advice then for the ladies listening to the show is don't pressure your man, right? So if you uh, want to know why he's running in the other direction, that may be one of the reasons. Don't pressure him. Absolutely. Second thing that you mentioned was manipulation, <laughs> which is a tactic that often comes because they feel pressured, right? Like, yeah. Oh, well, shit, well, I got to figure out a way to get him to do this, right? And then the manipulation comes in. Talk a right. little bit about that. Well, because again, it's that, it's that it's, you know, they don't want to waste their time because if you're not the committable type, if you don't want children, if you want to, don't want the life that she wants if you don't want to like secure her and lock her down and marry her if you're not that guy tick tock tick tock tick tock let's find let's find another guy you know what i mean so they get really irritated and sort of edgy with well what's the problem we love each other why don't we get married well because you're pushing <laughs> like, well pushing like, and like you rightly said we can feel the manipulation oh my god right? and I'm, the second we feel like we're being manipulated we want to run in the other direction and, and this is really what, if we're going to talk about men ever feeling unsafe, which we don't, but that would be unsafe, you know, to get, to get, uh, to participate in something like this. Like, it's not it's unsafe to my peace of mind and my, you know, <laughs> the rest of my life. Like, that's not going to work. Because if you understand that men, you know, that the <clears throat> marriage is not for, for men, you know, at the core. Marriage is for women and children. Right, Mary makes men legit, and they kind of they, they make the commitment, and off they go. That's right. They pick this, but ultimately, there's no very there's much less benefit for men to be married, just for women and children. So, and we understand that, and we're okay with this, and that's and we make that commitment happily. But you have to be that woman, and you know, I mean, you you can't you can't be the manipulator, you can't be the guilt tripper, you can't. Um, have it all your way, and you can't let you. I call it your cablewoman ride a muck, and trying to have you close a deal, because the more you try to manipulate and close it, the the more he's like, Mm-mm, this is again, you know, and the peace of mind, right? One of the things that women don't understand is ultimately what men want is peace of mind. They want it to be easy. They want to come home. And they want to be at peace. They want to be able to relax and recharge their batteries. That's how they go back the next day and fight the world. You can't come home to tension. You can't relax with tension. And I'm telling you, and everybody knows this, if you, if, you, if you can't go home to relax and recharge your batteries, your life goes to hell in a few months. Like complete hell. Your work will suffer. Your health will suffer. Your workouts will suffer. Your well-being will suffer. Your creativity will suffer. Everything you do 
that's good as a man who goes down the toilet with if you can't recover, if you know, if you can't come home and relax. And you know, the sign of this ladies, if you've experienced that, is you know, if he comes home later and later every night, he's trying to avoid you, there's too much freaking tension. Which will actually create tension in you more, which will this is usually when things go straight to hell, right? Like Right, they spiral so out we, of control at that point. From there, right. Like he's trying to hang out with his buddies and go to a happy hour because he's hoping you, you're asleep by the time he comes home. Ladies, we have a big freaking problem here, right? And I'm not saying it's all your fault, but there's a conversation to be had here. This is where the wheels are coming off. Yeah, and so th- this is really an important <laughs> point to make, and you're absolutely right that we need to come home to our castle and My have it God. be a sanctuary where we can recharge and then, go, like you said, go back out and fight the wars, right? Because that's that's what it's like to that's live our in jobs. this world, that's right? Our, that's our jobs. That's what we do. Yeah, and so, you know, for the ladies who are maybe living with their partner and you're not married yet, but ultimately you want marriage, if you can't create or provide that space for him to do that, then you're not likely going to get what you want, right? And this is why men, they're like, I got to have my man cave in the basement or out in the shed or in the garage or wherever it is, because they're seeking that space to be able to relax and recharge. Yep. So yep. yeah, that's another huge piece. That but get in. this, this is where, again, this is another double fold, right? This is a blind spot. This is a, a double bind. This is like messing you up. Not understanding this is, if you if you live with a man, he's not you're not. <laughs> if you live with a man without marriage, I'm going to say this. I'm not a moralist. I'm just saying I'm telling you how things don't work. This is what don't doesn't work. To move into it with a man who you're not committed to, as far as like a, like a marriage, right? You can move in with a man if you're engaged, because now we're actually moving towards marriage. But just move with a guy because it's easier, and you want to check each other out. Right to see if you if you're compatible, and as time goes on, okay. So if if you're gonna play housewife without the commitment, make it easy on him. I get it. Do you know what I mean? But like, it kills his ability to want to commit more. There's no reason for him to commit more if he has everything without the commitment. There's you know no risk. Again, yeah, you can move out, and you can move out. Do you know what I mean? So, the idea of moving together in the name of getting to know each other, see if it's going to go somewhere, is a terrible idea because of this. It will not go anywhere because you don't have nobody has to do anything but make it convenient. So, what happens in that? This is the double bind: is that women eventually will go stuff like, "Wow, well, why don't we get married?" Because that's always the idea, ultimately, for the feminine to feel safe, and especially if you own children. And he goes, "Why? Why?" When are we going to get married? Right? Everything's fine just the way it's it is. fine the way it is. We don't need a piece of paper, right? Mm-hmm. But see, this is the, and then so what happens is she starts feeling unsafe in that. Like, he doesn't want to marry her. Would he ever marry her? Or like, wait, he's, now he's uncommittable. Well, no, you moved in with him. You messed, kind of messed up the whole thing first. I'm just saying. Ladies, there's a way to do this, and moving in with a guy will never make it work. You're going to find yourself in that space, and then the more tension you create with not feeling safe because he's not committable. Why would he? Because he's always, there's nothing that, and you see now all of a sudden like a perfectly good relationship will go straight to hell because now she thinks he doesn't want to commit. He doesn't love her. Obviously he doesn't respect her. doesn't want that. Da, 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 da. Right. So then her Again. mind starts running in all these different directions about why he's not. Committed. There you go. And insecurities and will show up. And next thing you know, she's angry all the time. She's edgy all the time. Doesn't want to come home. And so it's pulling the pressure. And now we're not compatible. And I don't know what's wrong with her. But 
you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's, she's hurt that he doesn't want to give her, which don't move in with a guy without a commitment. That's, yeah. that's the formula right there. I'm just saying, I'm not a moralist. I'm just saying that this is what I do for a living. And that doesn't work. It always ends up, you know, 90% of the time in this way. And if you're going to force the guy, because some guys will be manipulated, the softer ones, it's going to end up in a disaster just a few years later. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry. I'm saying, I'm telling you, this is not the way men, real men, function. It doesn't work that way. So, Well, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm getting close to 50 now, and I've only lived with three women in my entire life, one of which I did marry, and the other two I thought I was going to, but it didn't work out. So all the others in between, and there were quite a few others in between, nope, didn't go there. See? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See? So, I'm just saying, like, and it's not necessarily, we're so blind to the way these things work. We don't know how these things work. We just think we're going to, you know, again, I call it like, I call it like club dancing. You know, like if you look behind me, you've seen the, you know, it's me and my wife ballroom dancing. That's my, that's my life. This is how we, mm-hmm. right? Now, ballroom dancing requires a lot of training. You know, you know, you've seen couples are smooth and the dance floor is fantastic, it's beautiful, it looks easy, right? They're communicating so fantastically, not a word exchange. They've learned to communicate, they get in flow, and like she follows my lead, and I have to lead her with sensitivities, not to be a bully, but she respects my leadership embrace my leadership, is able to be vulnerable to my leadership, trust that I'm not going to spin her into a wall or a table or whatever, right? Like she has to, and that she gets to let go, radiates femininity. No one's looking at me. I'm doing all the work, right? She's doing the work backwards in high heels. I get it. She's doing a lot of work, but she gets to be radiantly feminine. As I, so that, that partnership is, again, the two polarities that I talk about all the time. That's but again, to see, to see a couple glide like this, you know how much training there's in that? <laughs> it just doesn't happen, right? Yes. Relationships are the same. We, we're silly. We think that it should just happen. Our parents did it. Our grandparents did it. Well, that was then. There was no rules. There was actually two rules. He goes to work, and you take care of the house. That was the rules. It was very simple. No choice. <laughs> now, it's interesting because nowadays women have all the choices because we liberate them from that. Awesome. Except, like, get the, get what? guess what? Men still have no choice. <laughs> well, that's so nothing's changed for men. So what I see that doesn't work, I'm going off now. <laughs> <laughs> what I see that doesn't work is men are expected to be traditional, continue to be traditional in the way they do, right? Build a life, build a business, build a career, get your stuff together, right? Build your character and your confidence, blah, blah, blah. So men are, uh, men are still expected to be traditional, but now women in our culture refuse to be traditional. This is why it's not working. Yeah. They refuse to be traditional. That That is a very interesting point. It's a big problem. It is a big That's problem. A big problem. Um, so, that, that is something I would love to explore more. But a I'm whole not, different, yeah, a whole different podcast. Right. I've, well, got, I've got a whole bunch of other questions so I sorry, want to get to. But <laughs> let, me, let me finish with what I was just saying. Right? So the ballroom couple takes a lot of work you know, to get in flow and build this beautiful dance. right? But what we do in our culture, we do a call club dancing. We get face-to-face on the dance floor. We don't touch, right? And we dance. But you turn around, you're dancing with somebody else. Nobody's really committed. You're moving in the same apartment. There's no, you know, like uh, we call it joint bank account, right? Everything's 50-50. Nobody's getting, on the, nobody's getting in the dance. We're just pretending. There's no commitment. There's no real commitment. There's no like, we're going to do this together. Marry me. 
let's get engaged and do this freaking dance. No, they're just sort of eh, just playing life, you know, until like something happens or if it's too hard or if, you know, it stops being fun, it's obviously the wrong partner. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Make Absolutely. a commitment. Absolutely. Make a commitment. I completely oh. agree. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take off uh, my ring here. You will not be able to see the inside of this, but the inside of this has a, an inscription on it and it says, all in with the date that we got married. What does that mean? It means that we decided we were 100% in together as a team. We were going to do that dance. And that's not disco doing. dancing, right? You weren't club dancing. You ball, you learned to bottom dance. You got on the floor and this is my girl. And we're, we're going to work this out. That we're, we're Clyde and people go, wow, you guys are so beautiful together. Exactly. That's what it takes. Exactly. Ooh, I just went off. So sorry. <laughs> no problem. Okay. So I got a bunch more questions. First, I want to do a short word from our second sponsor. Are you a couple? Are your relationship and sex life where you want them to be? Are there changes you would like to make but just don't know how? Maybe you think there is nothing that can be done. I challenge you to make 2023 the year that changes. If you are not 100% happy with where your relationship or sex life is, then get help today and change your life. So go to celineremy.com forward slash sex dash coaching dash couples and schedule a strategy call with me today so we can map out a strategy to get you where you want to be so you can have it all your way. Again, that is celineremy.com forward slash sex dash coaching dash couples. I did not make a short link for that. Uh, Don't worry, it'll be in the show notes if you don't remember it. I would also say that since Andre does a similar type of work, if his message... um, resonates with you go check him out we'll give it uh andre i'll obviously give you an opportunity at the end of the show to plug your website and all that stuff but since i'm talking about doing couples coaching here you know you got to work with a coach that work that resonates with you so if you like what i do go and check out my link if you like what andre does go and check out his link I am, I am not about competition there's a ton of people that need help in this world and the more of us that are out there helping the better preach Okay. (laughs) So we talked about what women are doing wrong. Now let's talk about what should they be doing? What, how should they operate in order to get what they want, which is ultimately a man to commit. Right. Okay. So big, you know, if you want to trigger women, just say that again. Let's tell women what they should do, what they're doing wrong. <laughs> you just figure that right? half of your audience, fuck you. you know, it's all, again, because they say stuff all the time. Like, I hear this all the time. Why is it all up to us? How come we have to change? How to, we have to understand. How come we have to do all the work? How come we? How come we? And I go, that's not true, first of all. That's absolutely not true. I teach men this material as well. The good news is when you understand the dynamic between them, we really understand the differences in the dynamic between men and women, that only one of you needs to know how that works, period. So when a man comes to me, and it was last month, he's like, dude, I need to help, you know, married 10 years, my wife used to be my little sweetie, right? Now she hates me. She absolutely hates me. I come home, she rolls her eyes, she's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> By the way, you left the porch light on last night. He goes, you know, the dog's happy to see me. She just, you know, she just hates me. And I go... He goes, you know, I don't know what's going on. I go, well, obviously, dumbass, right? Like, she doesn't feel safe. She probably feels taken for granted. You know, when's the last time that you took a little time to make it feel special? Like, do something, you know, when's the last time you went on a date, right? Because we get complacent and relaxed and, you know, we're, 
men see it differently and women take it personally. I'm just saying. So, like, there's a bunch of shit that you need to do to reconnect, to bring, to make her feel safe again. She doesn't feel safe. She's she's hating you. She doesn't feel safe, you know, and resentful for all the things that she thinks are missing between the so you have to talk to her. You have to learn to connect with her. You have to come home and go, how was your day, babe? You know, not 45 minutes of this, but 10, 15 minutes will do it. Do you know what I mean? Put your hands on her. Appreciate her. Make sure that she knows how much she love and care for her. Buy her a little something. It's not that hard. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what but I tell guys all the time. Look, it's, it's not, that hard. not really that hard. You're making it a bigger deal than it uh, is. So... So it's not women that have to fix anything. Both men and women have to do. But the part is, the thing is, I, I usually say the, the one who is in more, most pain typically will, will have to take the rein on this, <laughs> you know? Like, in this case, he was in pain. She was also in pain, but, like, she she wasn't doing it. Like, he seek, seeked out some information. Like, he came at me with, dude, help me, right? Well, the person I'm going to help is the one who's going to have to kind of put in the work, right? Because, again, they both don't have to know when you understand the instinct of a woman and you can appease her instinct and pull her back into her feminine, very simple, you win. And you bring out the best in her. So she goes from rolling her eyes and hating you to meeting you at the door with a glass of wine. Right? Now, she's just responding to what she connects to instinctively that makes her feel cherished and connected to you. It's very very simple. So same with women. Right? So when we say like what they should do, well, if you understand a man... And, you know, you understand what brings us instinctively you know, forward towards you. It's not to control him, trying to tell him what to do, trying to manipulate him to, you know, um, anything. That makes you masculine, first of all. It's irritating, right? You want to be an invitation, an invitation to, for him to do it, you know, to do, to do it to please you, to do it that it works for you. Men have an instinct. They want to fix everything. Women don't miss, seem to miss that a lot. We're neurotic fixers. We want to fix everything. When she's upset, we want to fix it. Why? Because I want peace and quiet. I want ease. When she's upset, it's not comfortable. All right? So I go into fixing it. But it'll go, it goes with the car. It goes with the garage door. It goes with my kids. It goes with the, the problem. Of work. I want to fix everything just because that's what we do. Right, fix it so everything goes smooth again. That life is good. That everybody's just chilled, right? That we got fun, or keep you know what I mean. So, fixing is a neurotic need that we have, and then from fixing, we have a huge sense of accomplishment, and it makes us feel like man. When we fix something, I feel like a man. I fixed it, Ugh, fixed it, <laughs> and ultimately with my woman, when I actually get to win with her, I feel like a hero. Yes. There you go. So the hero is the right word, right? Women don't. So we want to fix everything and want to be your heroes. Well, women need help, and then they want the heroes as well. This should work, except we mess it up in the making. So how do you bring out the best in man, right? Don't push him. Don't try to control him. Don't tell him what to do. Don't try to manipulate. Don't dance around his head. We, we see all of that happening, right, <laughs> completely. You know I mean? Be an invitation of, of you know, what it, what the good life looks like to you. An invitation, like tell him how safe you feel with him. Thank him for everything that he does. Thank you for working so hard. Thank you for holding your temper when I know you come home mad because your boss is a douche, right? You're not making pay for this. I really appreciate that. Like, thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for, thank you, right? Simple ways to respect him, right? And the, guess what's that? He's want, he wants to do more. He, he wants to do more. He's gonna want to, and this is how you bring out the best in him. So instead of the woman who, is trying to change him, 
By the way, that's the worst, right? Trying to change a man really means that you don't get him. You don't get who he is. Like you want to change him. Like he's good. He's good enough to marry, but I want to change him. I want to. I want to make him act right. That's mm-hmm. my favorite, right? He needs to act right. He's part of my mother's birthday. Who does that? Well, <laughs> really, that's a deal breaker. That's gonna, you know, like leave him alone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like you don't make him act right. Don't try to change him. Don't right because that's the ultimate disrespect. And 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 that you're mothering him. If you mother him, right, it's disrespectful to his manhood because that's masculine to mother a man. And you, you're trying to make him your little boy. You're trying to make him obey you. If he's got any, any kind of self-esteem at all, if he's manly at all, he will not obey you. He doesn't obey anybody. He does what works for him. So trying to manipulate anyone and make him do your, your way by manipulation or, or leaning on him, pushing him, or trying to change him, ladies, this is where you kill it. Kill yeah. it. So Completely. you so, feel it, right? Like I'm looking at your face, and you're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're 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 100 yeah. percent correct. I was just waiting for my opportunity to come in and agree with you. Now, so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so so you you know, you answered the question I asked and the next question I was going hmm. to ask. So oh. because and and that's great. That, so you know, we were talking about um, you know how women. Uh, go about trying to get men to commit and then sort of the mistakes they made. So the next logical question after that was, okay, <sighs> if they make those mistakes, what should they be doing? And, and you rightfully acknowledge, don't ever tell a woman what they should be doing. But, <laughs> I, but you know, you, you, you have to ask the question somehow, right? But, yep. then, but then the next logical question after that is, obviously this is a relationship, right? There's two people in it. And so both of them have a part to play in that. And so the next question is, okay, well, you know, what should men be doing, which you already also answered? And so mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to kind of sum up all of those things that you said by, by pointing out to the listeners that, again, if we use our ballroom dance analogy, this is a dance and there are things that you should both be doing. So if she's doing her part by being in, you know, Another way to describe what you were describing is being in the feminine energy or the receptive energy, right? Where she's creating the space and the opportunity to allow you to step up and be the hero, right? But then you, on the other hand, you got to step up and actually uh-huh. be the hero. Do that, it. That's another big piece, right? Absolutely. And, and so if both of those things are happening at the same time, then you're very likely to get that commitment that you are mm-hmm. seeking. Mm-hmm. So, there's no way I'm going to get to all of these questions. That I have, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cherry pick a couple of the ones that I think okay, are okay, most okay. relevant to what we've been talking about. Please. So, and this goes <laughs> this goes both ways too. So the the question I had is, what are the qualities that men should be looking for in women if they want to commit, but also vice versa, right? So same thing. Like, what kind of qualities should women be looking for? If you're, if you know whether you're a man or a woman, you know that you want to be in a committed relationship. So, what should yeah. you be looking for with the opposite partner? Well, you no, know, it's ooh, that's a loaded question because in my world, people come in different types. There's three types of men in my world, and there's also three types of women in my world, and each type wants something else. Each types operate differently, even though they're. Physiologically, oh, I managed to say that word. eh? (laughs) Uh, Similar. Um, 
this goes with temperament and upbringing and, you know, childhood injuries, a lot of it, right? But in my world, there are boys who are grown men who refuse to grow up. They don't operate like men. So a lot of women, I'll explain in a second. So boys don't operate like men. They look like men, but they don't. There's guys who are kind of somewhere stuck in the middle, masculine enough to handle their lives, but when it comes to women in a relationship, they completely give up with their power and they're passive. Women hate that. However, they're easily rehabilitated. That's, you know, I hate that word, but it's fact. And there are men who are just men, and you can't tell them anything. You can't tell them what to do. You can't try to control them. You can't. That's what they do. And so those are the guys who, by the way, you know, build lives, build companies, build legacies, and in 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 the goodies of that, have a good character, are confident, know who they are, and want family. They want women wives and children and they take care of them and literally build a kingdom put their arms on all of it and take care of their families and everybody connected to it that's men however because they're men and they're big they tend to be a little difficult to connect with from the feminine because they're they're big that's called testosterone and often they they're over controlling you have to manage that there's, there's ways to connect um, negotiate that that's what i teach how do, you, how do you negotiate respectfully with him when he goes too far, when he's too loud, when he's too obnoxious, when he's too controlling, when he scares the children, babe, 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 you know, like, like he's scaring the children, right? Wow, what do you mean? I'm just, ah, right? So that's men. So they're, they're difficult in a different way, but they are the ones who give you everything you want. Provide, protect, give, cherish, all the way through. Kill themselves for it. Love doing it. Yeah. When you Get first I mean? described the man before you yeah. talked into how, you know, the out of balance masculine can be. But when you first yeah. described it, the first thought that popped into my head is, ooh, you just made a lot of women weak at the knees. They hear that <laughs> description and they just melt. They're like, yes, mm-hmm. that's what I want. It's funny because I have a client right now and, and you know, she's, she's again, it, it's, all, it's all relative to your past as well. So masculine women attract boys, not masculine men. So, so, so again, there's boys, guys, men, and actually on top of a super bonus is gentlemen. Not every man is a gentleman. So gentlemen is a kind of almost a different category, but not really because they're close. So sometimes I put it as a fourth. On the other side, are you ready? <laughs> chick. A chick. Think of a biker chick. You know, <laughs> like a chick. Like, who, what do you do with a chick, right? Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you, you, they not treated very well. They don't respect themselves, right? So there's a chick, there's a girl. Which is equivalent as a as a guy on the other side. They're kind of culturally kind of caught up in trying to be a girl, but trying to be a badass at the same time, and or you know, loose, like easygoing, kind of no you know no virtue part of the culture. Go get yours, girl. Right. So they're 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 kind of stuck in between. They know what to do, but the culture kind of pulls them apart. Men hate that stuff, right? Uh, what I call it a grounded woman is equivalent to a man on the other side. A woman who knows who she is has boundaries. You know what I mean? That you, you, when you, when you get to meet this woman, you go, "Wow, she is solid. She knows. She, she knows I can communicate. She doesn't manipulate. She could come across, you know, well in communication and not be erratic. Grounded. Men love that. And on top of that, a lady. So a gentleman wants a lady. You know, a man wants a grounded woman. Again, traditional man wants a traditional woman. A guy goes with a girl because they're kind of all kind of right." And right, and the boys with the girls. However, because life is polarized, nature is polarized. What happens? A masculine woman will end up with a boy. Polarity. Masculine men want feminine women. Polarity. 
So what women want is a masculine man, but when they're masculine themselves, they irritate and push men away, and they attract boys. And this is what prob- the problem in my world. So, like, with these three types or four types of personalities, you know, what each do is a different story or disaster is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, no. So actually, I'm really glad that I asked that question, that I picked that out of the five more questions mm. I had, because it brought out something that was really interesting, which is the way you are classifying the stages that that men and women are at. I would even also kind of call them stages of development in a way, right? Well, it's in my world, it's really temperament. They don't change. They don't really change. Now, a, gen- a gentleman, a, a man can become a gentleman, a woman can become a lady, well, but still, it's kind of in there, it's not, the way they were raised, do you know what I mean? A boy, a boy was traumatized, typically, by no, no, having no father figure, and being raised by Mama Bear, which, you know, castrated him at birth, and never got his balls, so he's, 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 boys expect women to take care of them, so that's why they attract masculine women, and again, women think that's man, that's not man, that's boys, but polarity has you trip on them constantly. And you can't even see a, 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 an actual male. So again, see, it's, it's all these combinations that actually yeah, come in between and makes different relationships completely. So my job is always to dismantle this. Where are you coming from? If you're a masculine woman, because the culture says, go girl, be a badass, don't need no man, have you everything. And then, you know, it'll make you happy or you feel safe. Well, this is a feeling of safety, but it's not the safety of a relationship that men bring. So at 35 and 40, when they're tired of working and they go, I'm trying to, now I'm ready for a relationship. They don't know how to do this because they're so masculine. They don't attract men. <laughs> they attract yeah. boys. Anyway, that's my job, right? That's a disaster of all this. Yeah. So, so you know, I, good question. I, I do want to say, and this is, this is just my opinion. You can agree with me or disagree with me. Yep. Which is, you know, th- this show has a fairly broad age range of people that listen to it. And good. if you're, say, in your 20s, or even your 30s, and you're identifying that, you know, you're in the boy category or in the guy category, I, th- I think at that point, you're still young, you're still developing who you are, you're still figuring out how to become that man. I yep. think the problem is, is when you're 40, and you're still a boy, or you're still a guy, or even, you know, late 30s, you're still a boy, yeah. still a guy. If you haven't progressed through those stages, and you're stuck where you are, that's where I think it's really a problem. So you're if done. you're primarily working with guys who are a little bit older, not in the in the younger categories, if they're still there, then, then you're right, then they're probably not going to change, or it's going to take a lot of work for them to change. Yeah. I have a good friend who was dating somebody recently, and here's another interesting little uh, a side note, which is that he's very wealthy and very successful in business. <laughs> no, we get but, to say. But, but when you watch how he functions in a relationship, he's absolutely in the boy category. That, that's a guy. That's actually a guy. Okay. So, but, however you classify it, but you know, when you look at his behaviors, he operates like a teenage boy in dating. Like yeah. That's how he shows up in the dating world, which is bizarre because he's so in his power in his work. Yep. And then in the relationship, not at all. Can't communicate, can't talk about his feelings, yep. doesn't do all of those things that you described early on in the show about when he comes home, how he needs to give her a few moments to talk about her day, make her feel special, make her feel... Does none of that. Yep, yep. Now, again, the, you know, it's... <laughs> this is really common nowadays because a lot of men have been shamed out being masculine. 
So they'll be masculine at work, but when it comes to women, they completely give up their power. They're just legs up, like hands up, and they they let the woman lead. Like she's the one who decides how it's going to go. She, and they they literally either shamed by their culture, their mothers, or whatever, like to never lean on a woman, to never be never be assertive, right? They'll be toxic, but they go like this, right? And ultimately, like give completely their power, their masculine away, and makes women. You know, for a moment, it feels like makes women feel like in control, and they like it for a minute. But ultimately, it makes them very insecure, and they get really resentful of a guy who can't make decisions, can't make plans, can't hold up to them. Definitely. So they they don't. So I get it doesn't work, right? But this is what culturally what's happened. We soften men, toxic, 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 toxic. So men are like, okay, I'm just not gonna say nothing. You know what I mean? And women kind of step in. You go, girl. You don't take a shit. You go, girl. Right? You know. You tell them how it's going to go, and that man should go along with it, thinking you know that's how it's supposed to be. Right? It doesn't work. Long term, it's a disaster. So that is the modern again, disaster of, of that's relationships, what I'm and it goes against nature. I go back to what I'm teaching. This is not how nature intends it. Right? Women in control is fine for work and money in the realm of relationship. Eventually. You will burn out. You will feel resentful. You won't feel safe. Get this. I want to take it all the way. You ready? Just, mm-hmm. just to tell you how calibrated that shit is. You know, like when you see women and you, you just go on YouTube and you'll see women beat on their husband, like literally physically beat the hell out of him, and you just ah, he takes it. You know what I mean? This is because this is the that that energy taken all the way over. If you cannot make your woman feel safe by being able to hold your ground. And say, so, you know, we're not, no, this is not happening. Not comfortable with this. We're not spending this money here, right? Like, and, and sort of really hold your ground as like, as a, as a leader of, because again, it's, this is going to sound very sexist, but it's sexual f- fact. And there's huge data on this. I research all the time that women still today want to be led by men. Women want to be led in life. They don't want to have to control everything and manage everything. It burns them out. So they want a good man to take the leadership. Right, except that you know they can only they can they can only follow a man who knows where he's going. Yeah. So, so when we t- keep men from taking charge, women take charge. It feels good for a moment, but they they eventually resent it because they he's not making her feel safe. And what happens is that doesn't feel safe turns into resentment. Resentment, you know, stress against him. And literally, what happens is they end up taking them, him over in a sense. Of, what I was going to say, where women beat on their husbands. But they're trying to wake the man in him. They're so freaked out. Like, they're trying to wake him up. Like, make me stop. But, like, like this is an instinctual thing from cabling, by the way. They, they feel so unsafe. They're really trying to beat the hell out of him and trying to make him stop her. Mm-hmm. And the, the less you stop her, the more un- insecure and unsafe she is. So, again, I'm just saying your friend's relationship, you know, may not get to that point. But the result will be she will lose respect of him. And she will lose respect of him completely. He will be a noodle in her life, unsafe. She's carrying the load, and she'll dump him. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. So, it's always so the same. You're absolutely right. Celine used to say the same thing all the time. She's like, look, if a man's not going to step up, we women will. She's like, we don't want to have to, but if he's not doing it, we will. And so again, that, that's nature. That, nature again. That is nature, absolutely. And, you know, what you said is maybe today – would be considered very controversial that women want to be led. But the reality is that's true. And any woman who is really honest about it will tell you that. Celine used to say it all the time. But the thing is, there's a key to it. 
And that key to it is they want to be led by good men that they can trust. And that's mm-hmm. the important part is if they feel that they can really trust you, that you are rock solid, that you, like you said, you've got your arms out and you've got a hold of everything. If they trust that, they are happy to let you take the lead. Of Knowing, of course that you're not going to dictate to them, right? That you're going to say, here's what we should do. And then if she comes back and is like, you know, that's not really what I want. Would it be possible for us to do it this way? And you say, okay, I'll take all that into consideration and make the best decision I can. As long as they feel like they can have input and direct Mm -hmm. it, they're happy to give the reins over to you and let you do it. It's like like the dance, right? I lead the dance, but I have to do it with sensitivity because I can actually hurt her in the dance. So I have to lead with a sensitivity that sometimes she has to call out. Yeah. Oh, it's a little too hard here. Oh, not comfortable with this here. Oh, ouch. Right? Mm-hmm. Relationship so, is the same thing. So you have to negotiate these things. But And, and women often that. think that being in that position is a position of weakness because they don't realize just how powerful it is. It is extremely powerful to be able to sit there and relax into your feminine, into your sort of going with the flow of the dance, and yet in every moment still be controlling what's happening in that I know, because you're the invitation for him to bring out the best in him and his yes. leadership, which makes you feel safe and you relax. Like I said, when I dance with my wife, I'm doing all the work. I mean, in the sense that I'm leading, right? So every second is a thought, like where I put her, how to avoid this couple, how to avoid, you know what I mean? Like the next step, the next step, the next step to feel her. Like I'm constantly, I'm in my head, I'm, I'm working, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm controlling this thing. I'm driving this machine. And she's like, just don't relax and flipping her hair and throwing her arms up. And she's like, ooh, and I still make her squeal, by the way. It's really funny. That's my wife. I makes her squeal. I, I surprise her still. Woo! Right? She's <laughs> like, oh, ah! Right? So, which is fantastic because she's in the moment, right? I'm, in, I'm producing the machine. I'm producing the dance. But she's in the moment. And guess what? Even though I'm doing all the work, which I love, which I love, and she gets to let go and be vulnerable to my leadership and let me take on an, an adventure, when she's squealing and having fun, she starts to radiate femininity. She's smiling. She's happy. Nobody's looking at me. No one is looking at me. She gets all the glory she, because she becomes this magnetic, beautiful, feminine light. Men and women are looking at her. No one cares about Nothing me. Nothing more beautiful than that in the world. I know. Okay. Thing, right? So, so that's what I'm talking about. So what are we fighting here for, ladies? Right? Let go. All right, two last questions because yes, we are really running out of time here, but it's been great. So if you could give somebody is in a relationship and yep. they're seeking commitment and it's not happening, if you could give one piece of advice to them on how to create the commitment that they're seeking, what would it be? I know that's a tough question. Man, you know, again, it's, it's all, but if you're going to go classic, right? And I hate to say it, but what I teach, what you teach, is you know the classic? It's it's a modern way to do classic dynamics, you know, because it goes back to nature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Traditional man want traditional woman. If you wanted all the traditions of family, you have to be a traditional woman, and you have to step into that because that. So that is what I would say. Go back to you know the the, the basic. I guess I want to call it right. The question was how do you make get get commitment going? Just to be clear. 
Yeah. So it's, you know, you want to create commitment and it's not happening. So what's the best piece of advice to make it happen? And so again, if, if you consider that men still are expected to be traditional in everything they bring, everything they do, right? He has to go to work. He has to produce something. He has to be valuable to someone somewhere. He has to add value to society, the world, in order to be respected both by men and women, by the way. So men's role has not changed. So if you want family and kids, even if you want a relationship, you don't you may not even want marriage, but if you want long-term relationship, right, there's a traditional way men function in that. You have to understand what works for men. Most women don't understand what works for men. So again, back to I call it gender intelligence, go learn. There's people like you and I can teach you this. You know, men like facts, not feelings. Men are heady, not hearty. Now we need you to get in our hearts, but you can't blame a man for being logical and sometimes say stuff like i don't know why that bothers you you shouldn't let it bother you how about do it my way (laughs) (laughs) it's the not knowing is what i'm saying that's really not knowing the expectations that i see out there nowadays is that women want men to act like women and it's unrealistic that's your girlfriend he's not going to talk like you he's not going to connect like you he's not going to do it your way he's not motivated by the things that you're motivated by he's not connecting the way you're connecting you know like i said there's so many, we're so completely polar opposite, and it's, it's the point, that's the beauty of it all. We complement each other, we, neutral, we equalize each other. You know, women are emotional, men are not. Imagine if we're men are emotional like women, imagine the, the, the mess in the house. <laughs> right? But some men are emotional, yeah. right? And I often end up with women who are not emotional, masculine. <laughs> like, polarity runs the show everywhere. So I don't know so, if I answered the question. Well, yeah, the, the answer to the question is to go back to basics. Go back to the nature of men and women. And if you satisfy what nature is seeking, then you're likely to get what it is that you're looking for, which men is the fall commitment. In step. Yeah. Men fall in step. They yeah. love what they love. They do what they, So for men, it's, and it's not even logical. I'm going to say, I know you we're not going long, but, you know, I... I uh, the way I say it is like men, because they're responding to you, you know, you have to just be in order to step into commitment further and further, you have to be continue being a yes on his nervous system, right? Yes, she gets me. Yes, I can make her happy. Yes, she respects me. Yes, she thinks I'm cool. Yes, right? The moment you start to say yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, like he'll play with you for a while, but you won't get a commitment. So men are very binary that way. You're a yes or you're a no. So learn what men need for you to be a yes, <laughs> so, and vice versa, but yeah, you know what you know, what. To, to come full circle, you know, I started out the show by mentioning that, you know, Celine was proud of the fact that she was the woman who got the man who never wanted to get married to get married. And how did she do that? Very, very easily. She did exactly what you were just saying, which is, you know, so people would ask me, well, what changed? Well, I didn't change. What changed was the woman who showed up in my life. And so my answer to that question is, it was always about who the woman was. Because she showed up in the way that she did, which is all the things we've been talking about, where I suddenly went, oh, oh, I can trust this woman. Oh, I know where she's at. I know how she's going to show up. Like, And then I literally felt safe. So... Yep. <laughs> All right. So the fascinating, ah, <laughs> fascinating yes, yes, conversation. Yes. Um, I would love to keep going, but we are running out of time. So yes, tell sir. the listeners how they can find you and how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in working with you. Yes. Okay. And I actually have two gifts for you listeners. Wonderful. If you don't mind. 
So there's two two different layers to, of gift depending of your your uh, I want to say your amount of courage, maybe. <laughs> so if anybody resonated with what I just said, right, you could actually email me. I'm gonna give my email address directly, Andre Coaching the number one at Gmail. So anybody listening who resonated and want to share with me a little bit of their trouble, their challenges, email me what's going on with you, and I will I will personally email you back. Not my assistant, not my team. I will email you back. I'm the expert. But so that's that's a way for me to sort of help you if you want. If you're a little more courageous, I want to say, because <laughs> it's a little nerve-wracking apparently, if you go to andregroupcoaching.com, it's a landing page that we created for my calendar. You go click a VIP hour, exploratory call like you're doing, right, with clients, Um Either men or women, there's a short questionnaire to help me set up, you know, set set myself up so I know what we're going to talk about. And we'll talk about, you know, what's going on with your life, where the challenges are, where the wheels come off, where where you find yourself in a loop. The relationship always goes the same way. You're struggling with the same thing, right? So we know that's all built in, you know, belief system from childhood. So that call is brilliant because we get to dig into your past and find out why you're stuck in a loop. 15 minutes, liberating, incredible. All right, so, so they can email you and they can book a call with you. The link yes. to do that will be in the description. Ta-da. All yes. right, so, you know, we always have one last question. We asked you this the last time you were on the show, so maybe okay. now you'll, you'll give us a slightly different answer, but it's our favorite final question, which is, okay. what is your best sexual talent? Whew, I'm French, for God's sake. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure if I can describe. Um, you can say anything you want on this show. And it's interesting because there is such a thing, you know, cultural, like, history. Um, I do enough of this work that I could, I broke it down with my culture and others. It's interesting. I think for me, it's the ability to really be completely present with her and never, never, we don't have a pattern. We don't have a, a set ABCs. You know, it's always, always different it's always like the first time mm. that's wonderful presence is a huge piece uh we talked a lot in this episode about safety and being really present with a woman helps yeah. her feel safe yeah. um, she absolutely requires your presence and it's something that has really been lost in today's modern society absolutely. we're so distracted all the time that we True. show up in relationship and we're still distracted so that yep. is a fantastic talent to have I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of time coaching men on trying to get them to be present in those moments. So it's huge. It's huge. All right, Andre, I want to thank you for being on the show again. Another fun Anytime. conversation. I hope people got value out of it. Me too. All right, everybody, that is all the time we have for this episode, and I will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>